Five, four, three, two, one. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Old School, New School podcast. My name is Will Charles Egan, and as always, we have Chris Meekins. Hey. We have a special guest today a on woman. the podcast. A we, have woman. A, we have a female. We have a woman in the room. That's Jess Coley. the most important part. Yes. Woman. Finally. Bringing sanity here, to the here show. Here be strong. Yes. Are you, a, are you a woman's liver at heart? Am I a what? Woman's liver. I mean... I'm sorry, what? I don't know what the second word you're saying is. Liver? Liver. 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 With a B. Women's lib. Oh. oh is this an God. old school thing I, that we I wouldn't understand? For sure you don't even know these words. That's <laughs> Middle school, right? Yeah. yeah, this is the guest middle schooler today. Jess Coy, Jessica, whoever you want to be introduced as. Jess. She's the group's director at the Bayside Bee Ridge campus that we go to. And so we amazing. were thinking this would be an amazing guest to talk about. The subject matter for today, loves well. So this is week eight, week seven, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. I was right week the first time. Week eight. week eight of our Baller for Jesus mini series that we're doing. And if you enjoy the content that we are making here, be sure to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, scroll down, hit the little notification bell so you can be notified Every time that we have an episode come out, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, hit the little bell and leave a comment. Let us know what you like, what you absolutely hate about this. Well, first of all, I just want to ask Jess a question. So you have always been a church worker. You were born in the church. Born in the church, in the back row. In the back. <laughs> How long um, have you been a, in the a, pew. a Christian? A, a so I was born, raised in the church. Okay. Um, my dad was actually a kids pastor for a number of years oh, wow. at a mega church in there Oklahoma. Oklahoma, mm-hmm. okay, west or oh, east of here. Yeah, and yes, we've always been hyper involved. So to me, it was always weird if I wasn't volunteering okay. in some right. respect. But um, this is actually my first time ever being in full time ministry. Got it. And this is a full time job. Full time, full time gig. And what, what what is it that you were attracted to that job? Uh, well, my. My love for it came from I love people and like building community. I mean, that's one of the things like for my husband and I, that was what saved our marriage was being in community groups. I mean, your life hasn't always been perfect because you were born a Christian. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. Yeah. That works. Wow. Major major failings (laughs) and fumblings. Um, Uh And and I I had someone approach me and they were like, who are your people? And. Mm. Uh, I didn't have any people at the time. All other people funny? had kind of fallen Simple off. Simple questions can just Isn't cut it for to the other core. people. Yeah. other people have people. I don't. Yes. I don't need them. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. We were just making it work and okay. and trying not to make waves. Mm. And so I got into this small group with a bunch of girls, and the husbands were meeting as well, and mm-hmm. they rallied around us, and it mm-hmm. was nice. It was incredible. It's See, so, that's why I don't be nice because that's gonna make me. Don't cry. cry. <laughs> Don't cry. It's all oh. better now. All right. Okay. That's, but that's yeah, so I just, I have always had this love for what mm. groups can be there for people. Um, it makes such a huge difference in how we interact with mm-hmm. one another and the depth that we go to um, in day-to-day life and our relationship with Christ mm-hmm. as well. Because if you don't have someone spurring you on, yeah. it's really easy to just be And when you're, when you're in the the worst part of your yeah. life so far mm-hmm. yeah. and you don't have people it's yeah. lonely it's a lonely place right. and it's hard it's hard to reach out 
in the lowest of lows. Yes. So it's so much better when you're connecting mm-hmm. in the easy, even if right. it's busy, yeah. if it's a calm season of life and mm-hmm. you're finding your people, then when you do hit the hard times, that's it right. makes all the difference. I was thinking about that recently because I wanted to start like a little hangout group of my own because I was like, what? Oh, you want to start a small oh, group? God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Maybe we should have brought this up now. <laughs> But I was like, show you what a recruiting session looks like. Yeah, this is going to be the the perfect example of how do you how do you rope somebody into starting a group? Because I wanted to start a group, okay, but it would be like a regular hangout, like yeah. you know, with the youth, with the young adults. Let's all go to the beach. Let's all play ultimate frisbee. Yeah, just because I was thinking to myself, I don't have a regular group that I go to. I mean, like I'm a life group. Yes, like yeah. I'm serving in the church and I'm going on a Sunday, but it was something that I used to have. That I kind of, you know, once the small group dissolved, it was just a thing I forgot about how important it was just to have that regular group of people where you make it a point in your schedule to carve out some time and say, hey, let's meet whether it's every other week or every week, this day, this time, and let's either talk or let's do something together because that's what you hear in the church a lot is doing life together. Right. Life change. Yeah, I think people think that groups have to be this like super spiritual thing. But that's the whole point of doing life together. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at every HOA in Sarasota and they have Mahjong games and bridge clubs and social club, you know, all these different things because at the end of the day, people need people. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't always have to be this hyper spiritualized thing. Like sometimes it's just people that you're doing life together with. Mm -hmm. And And that, that stood out. You might not. You're pretty young. They, we had a pandemic a couple years mm-hmm. ago. I, yeah, I remember that. Do you that. remember when that happened? I'm not that young, dude. Yeah. Come on. I graduated high school. It's kind of hard to forget it. Mm, 2020, graduating class. The worst year to graduate high school ever. Did Rough. they have a commencement? No. I had no cap or gown, no graduation ceremony, well, no grad you didn't have a gown, prom. I'm, yeah. you know, that's that's, another, that would have been a waste of money. That's a different small group you'd have to Fair enough. You can't wah, say that on cap and gown, oh, like a graduation golly. gown, anyway, dude. So, yeah. so, so you COVID. do you love it? Do you love your job? Oh my word, yeah. It's it's not an easy job because you're basically and with people have eighty people, mm-hmm. right? You have like eighty groups. Yeah. Uh, so we've got eighty leaders, and then the groups kind of vary season to season, mm-hmm. um, and then on top of that, always meeting with people. So I like I tell people it's funny when I went to the dentist the other day and the girl mm-hmm. was making small talk and she was like, what do you do for a living? And when when I was doing like a regular job, you say it, yes. people are like, oh, cool. And then there's like yeah. connecting point. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I am the group's director for a church. And what? she's like, what, what does, does that, that mean? mean? Yeah. Means what is that? I people all the time. Yes. Like I all literally the time. all the time. Like. I take people to coffee. I take them to lunch. I listen to their story. Um, sounds like a fun job. It is. I, I listen to like, what are you struggling with? Um, I don't know what it is, but you go on staff at a church and everyone thinks that you become a oh, pastor. Yeah. Mm. I am not a pastor. Yeah, you uh, or a counselor. I don't have any yes. sort of counseling degree no. either. Um, but people just tell you stuff. Yeah. Um, and so then like walking <laughs> with them through that and like praying with them and then also like then, okay, so you need a connecting point. Like mm-hmm. you need, you know what? I'm going to connect you with so-and-so. They've actually walked through a really similar season. Mm-hmm. I think you guys would really click and just getting people involved. And so yeah. that's a lot of the behind the scenes is 
all of the people that aren't leaders mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. But there's potential there and man. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You're, it's amazing. Yeah. And she looks happy doing it. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, happy. if I was a group's director, I'd be like, what? Yeah. What? Get in a group. <laughs> yeah, just, hey, come on. Just Seems get in a group. Pretty sure. easy. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. be wiping sweat off my brow, constantly running around. Oh, gosh. I've just been listening to people all day. It's so hard. I can't believe I listened to the eight people. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, but women have like, what, 80,000 words? And men oh, have I like 30,000 is some kind of... Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more than double. Do you have a lot of sure. words? Mm-hmm. And the other night, we I got do, home... I say, we're probably you're, above you're, average. You're <laughs> <laughs> we're probably above average. I think if you have a podcast, you have to be semi-above average. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, explain explain to Jessica what we're doing here with this Baller So, Well, with Baller for Jesus, it is a 10-point plan that this guy wrote where okay. it is... I love this, by yeah. the way. Oh, so you like very organized. You like writing things out. Do you have a um, journal? Where you journal oh, things? I have a journal. I've been writing in it for like three years now, and I'm almost yeah. halfway through. So I'm that not that sense. great about it. Oh well, you're that's. I talk that's all great. my words. I've, oh that's my fine. Yes, but this is but like I an, love this. Yeah, it's an organized plan of how to basically get into the faith and how to be a Christ follower, how to be a baller for Jesus. Because yeah, everybody wants to be good at it. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, well, there's it. It takes work. And yes. so we're to uh, Love's Well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea was um, I know how to love when I, when I was younger, but it, had, it was conditional love. I mm-hmm. was raised in conditional love. And my marriage, it went into my marriage. I got four kids. And if people do what they're supposed to do, sure. then they're easier <laughs> to love. Yes. Amen. Yes. That's how it goes. That's... Unfortunately, as you get married, yeah. you find out people aren't perfect what that's wild and so in i read fact, this they're book, all kind of a mess mm. uh, the greatest thing in the world by henry drummond and it's this message it's an old message mm-hmm. and it talked about love and i was like that's my problem i everything's got a condition mm. mm-hmm. and I, I mean i i was uh, involved in the church i got four kids and so i said to joyce i go I go, I think our marriage is like really good where you know, I'm having this conversation because mm-hmm. I have a lot of words. Right. And she yep. doesn't. So it works out well. <laughs> so you've reversed the roles here. So, the, so I said, I said uh, how's our marriage? I said, you know, I was reading this book and I think it's like an eight. And she's like, well, I think it's like a maybe a high four, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And you're I, like, <gasps> and, I, and, and I'm like, I lost my mind. Yeah. So I started reading about this. She goes, we, I don't feel loved, blah, blah, blah. The kids feel blah. Mm. And, and what ends up happening was, as I became aware of it, I became aware that uh, we live in a world that's everything's got a condition. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the difference, if that's the way you're raised, then that's the way you express that's it. That's the way that you act out love. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I was raised in a house. I don't ever remember being told, you know, those things. Mm-hmm. I can't even... Choke up. Love, love you. you. Oh, She's gosh. asking me, Joyce left a couple minutes ago, aren't you going to say love you? And I'm like, no. No. Why would I? <laughs> so you still got some work. But on you, I mean, how do you, I mean, how do you think when you were like where you're at now and love, mm-hmm. what is, what is the definition for you? Well, I'll tell you what the definition is in the word. Okay. It's right here. I wanted okay. some way to tie in because I want to, I want to read this verse here. It's first Corinthians 13, four and six. Even if you're not a Christian, you've probably heard this to some degree because it's you know every wedding at every wedding exactly it is love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud 
It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And so when you come from a background where love is conditional or where love just wasn't a regular word thrown around the house or something like that, like maybe you don't hear a lot of I love you from mom or dad or maybe you have uh, like a different family unit than most people. Maybe you live with uncles or grandparents or something. And so you feel that familial love or relational love has been maybe twisted. You hear this and you think, well, this doesn't make sense because love failed me. You know, because some people, you know, their experiences are a little different than ours. Maybe they're, you know, they're listening to this and they're looking at the title and they're saying, well, I could really learn what it is to love well. So what was it that maybe brought you into groups? Was it because people loved you well? Was it because that community was loving and inviting? That was a really good transition, hey. by the That was, man. Wow. I think I know what I I'm doing here. I see a career for you. <laughs> um, Whatever, dude. So go ahead. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they they were open-armed, eager to listen, mm-hmm. and slow to speak, mm. which also biblical. Slow to speak. Yeah. That's hard for us. Quick to listen, slow to speak. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, I don't. I don't know. That's a different podcast. I, I think I could probably list on one hand people that are really, really good at that. Because mm. that's a hard one. Most of the time, even if we are listening, right, we're we're not really listening. We're formulating our response yes. while they're still talking. Hundred percent. So, the yeah, mm-hmm. that's a whole different podcast. Whole different you thing can- <laughs> we can talk about. <laughs> You're calling this guy out. <laughs> uh, but when you when you see this, what, how how did you become such a loving person? Because it, I mean, it appears that you are a loving person. Mm. Oh shucks. Well, I mean, it appears. I, I'm not saying it's that. true. I'm just saying it appears that way <laughs> from the outside. Yeah, yeah. It appears. But, don't talk to my kids. But no. It, oh. uh, but were you always like this? I mean, were you born just a very loving and kind person? Uh, I would say I've always been a very like happy, joyful person. Okay. Mm. Um. Being good at loving well, I think that has come through a whole lot of trial mm-hmm. and realizing that love is a choice. It's not a feeling. Mm. And I think uh, the way it's presented in normal society is love is a, a happy feeling. Mm. Yeah. When in reality, love is a choice and we have to make it on a day by day basis. Yeah. Um, my children don't always make me happy. <laughs> In fact, most of the time, mm. Mm, um, <laughs> there are just so many things that we're still growing and learning. Yes. But I choose to love them. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, I lose my temper or I say things that I shouldn't and mm-hmm. they still love me. Yeah. And, you know, with my husband, like we, we love each other so much. But there are some days where it's just a choice, mm. not... A feeling. Right. Yeah, because it's hard. It's not a natural inclination sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you feel like you want to deck the person in the face. Yeah. And you're just like, I really don't want to talk to you right now. Right. But it, it is an, it's an active choice. Because I remember uh, one of my, back when high school group was called Epic, one of the leaders there, Nate, he said that there was a difference between happiness and joy that you could be, you could feel happy, but it's mm-hmm. temporary. But joy yeah. was this permanent 
deeper choice from God, from yeah. God that, that surpasses just happy or sad feelings. Yeah, for sure. So I look at, at loving and I think it's the same type of thing where it's like, I know I don't feel like it, but I'm going to make a conceited effort to love you, even though I really don't want to yes. strangle you. Yeah. So when you were going through your difficult times throughout the years, yeah. pick one, right? Of okay. any. Yeah. I got. So I got this one, this one. How did you choose? I mean, how did you, what's the basis for love? I mean, you know, <laughs> what is it? Jesus, but you know. Yeah. I, um, so gosh, that's like a very loaded question. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. Pick pick a scenario that most people could go along with. Mm, um, to. Yeah. So with the kids when they were little, and I I remember like you know you're you're basically just sleep deprived for mm. like years. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean it's just a very years. long chunk of time. Mm. Yeah, where you never sleep all the way through the night, and then you're short with each other, and yep. the house is just stuffed to the and there's mm. never enough money, you mm. know, and always something. We, yes, there's there's always something. Sounds like there's great. this constant struggle. So much to look forward to. <laughs> take I'm so notes. happy. Ah, here we go. <laughs> um, but and see, I said all that and I forgot. Mm-hmm. Ask me the question again. How do you how do you love and where does it come from? Where when you when you're when you're like gone through a rough time? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think it's consistently seeing how much I am not good at. Like there was this book that we did years and years ago called uh, What's It Like to Be Married to Me? And so instead of it being this like how to love your spouse better, it was was very like you're just kind of looking at yourself. Like it starts off you are writing your eulogy. Whoa. So like you have to write your eulogy. (laughs) What do you think people would say? Oh, I see. And, okay. and so, well, we like, know what they say about it's, right. we, <laughs> we write this super idealistic thing, and then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if you were to like take that to your spouse right now, yeah. is that what they would, <laughs> what say? would they say? And I'm like, I hate this book. We did it twice. The first <laughs> time, I think the whole group was like, can we do it again? Because yeah. it, it took a while to really sink in. Yes. Um, but. I think it's those the day to day when you're just like struggling to make ends meet and mm. it's really hard to find all the all the fun because right. you know when babies are in that they're like cute but they're just puking all the time yes. and other bodily functions just and when not you fall asleep sleeping. another one wakes up and, yeah um, it's it, it's again a choice mm. but then that kind of forces this perspective of like okay, why do I think I'm so much better in mm-hmm. God's eyes? <laughs> right. Like, it, I'm sure he's probably like, can you stop making messes for me to clean up? Like, right. this is literally all I do with you. But mm-hmm. he says it so nicely. Mm. And um, I, yeah, it's, it's just that over and over having people that are redirecting you. Again, community. Because right. when you have people around you that are saying like, okay, have you prayed about this yet? Mm-hmm. Or have you like gone to scripture? Or you know, are you only complaining about it? Right. Like, right. Where, where are you at on you this right it? now? Um, and w- over and over in scripture, and we see how Jesus treats his disciples and Jesus treats the broken and mm-hmm. the, the people that need healing. And it's like just over and over reminded he just keeps loving. Yeah. Like he just makes this choice over and over. Mm-hmm. 
all the way to the cross. And when you, and so where does Jesus fit into all this? I don't care either one of you guys. Where does he fit into all this? Yeah, where does Jesus well, fit into all this? Yeah, new school. Yeah, I'll tell yeah you. come on. I'll tell you because I know everything. I know it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the choice to love somebody is a lot easier when you have God in your life. Because you can, I mean, there's a lot of people that I know that are not Christians, but there's, they're, they're great people in a lot of ways. There are some really, really nice... Sure, yeah. Non-believers. It's just there are ways to hold yourself accountable when you don't want to love somebody or you don't want to be patient and kind and not envy or not want to boast. It's a lot simpler to do that when you have God keeping you accountable and regularly speaking to you through people or through the Word or in your head. Because when you, when you live by your own standards, you can just kind of do whatever you want because you don't have anything to root yourself in. But if you want to be you know, a morally sound person, if you want to be stable, if you want to be rooted, you can root yourself in God because he sees everything that you do and he says, here's what you're doing great. I love that you're, you know, you're discipling this person that you're regularly pouring into these people. But when you're at work, you're kind of a mess sometimes. And if you don't Except have for her work, right? Because you're perfect be, at your yeah, job. No, well, well, at work, you right. gotta like put on a. You know. Yeah, and exactly. Well, when oh, you have <laughs> right, when you have God in your life, those things become a lot easier because yeah. you have a supernatural voice in your head that literally will guide you. That's what, you know, convictions are, mm-hmm. things like that, things to steer you. Because, again, if, if you're doing it on your own strength, there are still great people, but you can only get so far. And even with Christians, too, because Christians aren't perfect. I mean, I can be the first to say I'm not perfect, but you can get what? a lot farther. I know, isn't that wild? Crazy. Am I just telling you this? I don't know if... <laughs> You can lead a small group then. Sorry, uh, yeah. sorry I'm going to just well, leave now. Do you, um, so, I mean, what about you? I mean, like, where does Jesus fit into your life? And when you have to love people mm. that aren't very lovable. Mm. So how does Jesus fit into that? Uh, so I have a very unique perspective on this now because okay. coming out of like, we're going to call it real world versus church world mm, uh, okay. out of my real world job where like my, my job was my ministry mm-hmm. and you know, I just wanted to be Jesus to people and right. love them well and keep them calm and all mm-hmm. the things. Um, now I'm in ministry. So mm-hmm. Jesus is my ministry. Like right. it's very different. And the calling and the, the expectations on the people that I'm around are much higher mm. because they're believers. Right, right. They should know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very interesting twist when you're having to deal with people that are not acting in a way that's okay and you know they're a believer. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. So instead of dealing with someone, because, you know, it's one we we talk about, like in scripture, it talks about how we treat an unbeliever. We don't hold them to the same standards right. and we're, all of that, right? When someone is in the church and mm-hmm. they're not loving well, well, then it's, this is like a, a matter of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so having to address someone's heart, uh, so, you know, Pastor Bernard or n- has or this not. smile or yeah. not, but... Yeah. Um, in most cases, uh, getting to sit down with people and just look at some scriptures and hear, mm-hmm. like, hey, so what do you think this means? 
Yeah. Like where, how does this hit you right Mm -hmm. now? Um, how do you feel like you're doing at it? I smile a lot when I'm talking (laughs) to keep people calm and make sure they don't realize that they're getting in trouble. (laughs) Um, but it's just that like having to love people in ministry is a very Mm. interesting role. It's been eye opening. Um, but also a healthy reminder of Church people are people too, and which we is, all mess up with or without Jesus. Which is, is why they're at the churches because they're looking to grow spiritually. Correct. Right. They're yeah. looking to grow. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, they know they got a problem. Yes. Yeah. That's the only difference between non church and church people. Church people are like, I got a problem. I got to go get right. help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They still a, have the problem. So I want to go, true. I want to go down something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Here we go. I, I pulled Uh-oh. this uh, years ago. I, I learned this in the, the city mission. And because uh, people would be like, oh, I'm a very loving person. Mm-hmm. And so the guy, and the guy wasn't. So the guy would say, um, this leader, he says, I want you to read 1 Corinthians, what we just had done reading, but put your name in where love is. Oh, oh boy. So you put Chris is patient, Chris is kind, Chris does not envy, Chris does not boast, Chris is not proud, Chris does not dishonor others. Chris is not self-seeking. Wow. I mean, it's pretty hard. Woof. Chris is not easily angered. Chris keeps no records of wrong. Mm. Chris does not. Del- I, I cannot even finish that without yeah. like laughing because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm right, not. Yeah. right. And so, and so I, I believe the Bible is written for you. It's written mm-hmm. for you and it's yeah. written for me. It's written for you. Mm-hmm. And so when we make this personal, yeah. so let's just say there's someone listening and they're like, I'm not a loving person. Mm-hmm. What? How do they? How do you? How do you change that? Because it's really if it's in your heart. Mm-hmm. How do you change your heart to be mm-hmm. a loving person? How do you become a loving person? What do you do? What do you do? What do, you, do you have so, all the answers? So you're sitting to have that meeting you with like that person. <laughs> you're, you're sitting. You're the. That's why we hired you. Why? Today. Are you, oh, you hired me. That's why you're getting the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord! I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead and finish your question. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting in front of somebody at a meeting. So, uh-huh. so you're sitting across somebody in your meeting, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't love well, and and I've got an anger issue, or I've got a mm-hmm. lust issue. Or I got, mm-hmm. What? How do you? How do you tell someone that? How are they going to change? First off, it doesn't happen immediately, okay. and it doesn't happen overnight. So I think it's making small, manageable changes, mm-hmm. not trying to like 180 your life. Right. I mean, there are people that have successful 180 stories, so I'm sure. I'm not saying They're that that there. can't happen. Not but, at this table. <laughs> but to be sustainable, most people have to just make small mm-hmm. changes okay. that will affect yeah. their lifestyle. So our mindset and our perspective is such a huge deal. Um, so writing down scriptures about love mm. and posting them segmented in places where you see them regularly is a very mm-hmm. easy way to keep it front of mind. Um, so I remember in one particular season, I literally had our entire house covered in scripture. <laughs> I have like every cabinet. A rough time. Wow. Uh, yep. <laughs> there you'd walk in one door frame and it was like my eye level here. I was by my vanity yep. all over the mirror, like in the back. It wasn't for JD because his eye level is like right. He's right. real he's tall. So he's yeah, like six, he's a six giraffe. Or something like he's that. Close. How tall are you? Six three. Okay, he's a smidge taller. Yeah. Six, Anyways, four. but that. That um, adjusting the mindset and keeping scripture at the forefront mm-hmm. of the mind that's going to over and over, like if you're repeating it and you're repeating those truths, then that is 
taking the place of the negative. It's mm. very hard to yell at someone when you <laughs> see love is patient, love is kind. Yeah. Mm. Um, especially then if you take what you said and put on there, like Jess is patient, Jess is kind. It's real hard. I would have a difficult mm. time reading that and then being like, and looking at go your unload children. your lunchbox. <laughs> Daily what is battle. your problem? Yeah. Come on, kids. Um, and then also surrounding yourself with people that are doing it well. Mm-hmm. So if you're small in a groups. small group, wow. small groups, I can she just can't bring not. it back just around. But if you if you see someone that's doing it really well, mm-hmm. like you're that's the person you want to emulate. You're not really looking to go after the person that's like had four divorces mm-hmm. and Never mind. We won't go down that path. We'll just stop right nice. there. But that's probably not going to be your mentor. Like you uh, yes. are going to find someone who. I mean, you would do that for for a mentor anything. Like to learn how to. If fish. you want your, yeah. if you're, yeah, you want your business to succeed, you go find someone that's doing that business well right. already. And so like, that's legal in the church to go find people that are doing it well. Whoa. And where would you find those people at? Where would you find those people at? At a group, Chris. In we get a group. it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's so many different ways. Not running out the church building as soon as service is over. Mm. That would help. Um, But yes, getting involved in groups. And that's one thing I think Bayside does exceptionally well. And there are a lot of churches around here Mm -hmm. that do it very well. But um, just doing life together. Like not, it doesn't need to be difficult. I mean, we've got like supper clubs. They go out to eat together and they have good conversation. There are potluck groups where they they get together and they discuss uh, what the be, message was about. There's <laughs> people that like go play volleyball and pickleball. Yeah. And I mean, there's all kinds of different groups, but the wow. concept of just doing life together, there's all these incredible things. Like my husband's in a pickleball group. So nice. it's well, so they have a small group, their Friday morning group. It's mm-hmm. still meeting. Um, I think they're at like 10 years or something crazy. And then on Wednesdays or Mondays, sometimes both, because they all have these entrepreneurial schedules where they can Mm. just go play pickleball, whatever. Mm. I'm fine. Or do podcasts. Um, Or do podcasts, you know. Um, But I asked him last week, I was like, how was pickleball? And he was like, it was so good. We wound up, we were like standing in the middle of the court and we were like praying and everybody gave me hugs. Like it was just a good time. And I was like, Good pickleball. Okay. That's a good like, pickleball game. Right so there. it's it's just incredible because when you're doing life with people on a regular basis, it opens doors that otherwise would not be open. Mm-hmm. And people outside the church. I mean, that that's probably if you were going to sell the church, you would it would be. It's more than going to church and listen to a hom, how, how the, the message. No, how, what's the hom- homily hymns. You have got Homiletics. some words, man. The Catholics, they do it. church and you listen to the homiletics. Oh, okay. That's the message. okay. So it's not just going to hearing a message, this is what you're doing wrong, go on home and figure it out. Yeah. The church that we belong to, Bayside, is it's a community where you can learn how to be a better parent, learn how to be a better wife. Because then for the most part, have a down path. Right, we're perfect. Yeah, Correct. how to be a high school, how to be a junior high school <laughs> leader. He's gone back to helping in the yeah, junior high. Yeah. Um, so uh, I heard, and I heard this one verse. It goes, uh, "Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you take scripture and you apply it, you memorize it. You're, that's I, I think that's how you get it into your heart or, mm-hmm. or your mind. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, 
What do you think, Will? I think that's good. I think one of the best places that I've learned spiritual concepts is in groups. I mean, it's said at Bayside a lot, life change happens through the context of community. And I definitely agree with that. Because again, and when you brought that up, it's like, oh my gosh, when you, you go to church and it's like, well, heck, we want to beat traffic, so let's leave before the closing right. MC. And it's just like, well, there's more to church than just that. Yeah. Or like the, you know, the the Christmas Easter Christians where they come twice a year because CEOs. it's... CEOs. CEOs, that's absolutely right. And it's it's more than just, I'm going to go for the formality of it. Yeah. Christianity isn't just... Uh, you know, a Sunday best once a week. It is all aspects of your life. And I think that's one of the big things with, you know, with loving people is it doesn't just have to be when I serve on Sunday. It can be at my job. It can be with my friends. It can be with my secular friends. And loving people is just a regular part of every Christian's lifestyle. And it it should be where, you know, you hear a lot of the times when you hear about, I'm going to go do evangelism. It's like, oh my goodness, that's either scary it's annoying, or I just don't want to do it. But it's evangelism doesn't have to be a let's all go out on the street with signs and yell at people. It can be, hey, do you want to talk over coffee next Monday? Mm-hmm. Or something simple like that. Or just even having good conversations while you're at work. I work with this kid at my job that we're probably going to have on the podcast. His name is Cheyenne. He is the most on fire for God I've ever seen a 20-year-old, because he, I mean, he's talking to everybody about how Jesus changed mm-hmm. his life and how Jesus can change your life. And I'm like, that is how you love people well. Yeah. And they all, they all love him. They all want to hear him tell stories. They all want to talk with him or tell him their problems. And I'm like, dang, I want to model my way of speaking to people after that because he is just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. And I think we could all learn from people like that. And I think that's, the definition of what God's called him, how to love. That's what mm-hmm. he, he defines his love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Jess, my friend. Yes, Chris. Oh, boy. What about this whole thing that you have to love yourself first? Mm. I know that I, I, I'm throwing that out. and I'll give you a couple of seconds to think that through because people are like, well, I have to love me first mm-hmm. before I can love anybody else. Mm-hmm. How is that? like been twisted over the years and maybe you have the answer for that but I want to hear her take first (laughs) uh yeah I I remember reading a really good blog on this actually because someone had posted something it was like uh you can't pour from an empty cup yeah and I I read it and I was like something about that seems off but I can't quite tell what it is (laughs) and then I read this blog and I was like that's what it is um, over and over, we are told in scripture, he tells us like people have twisted it and they say like, God will not give you more than you can bear. Mm. That's not true. It just, we aren't meant to carry it. It's mm. kind of that, like that similar concept of what I spoke on Sunday, like the difference between headiness and weightiness, Yes, the difference between that. feeling the weight of something because you're carrying it and headiness mm-hmm. You recognize it's heavy, but you are not the one carrying it. Mm. Jesus is. Okay. So when when we operate our life that way, I I can tell you personally, I have been depleted to the point where I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, and I get to the end of the day and I'll get a text from someone they're like, Thank you so much for what you said. That mm. was exactly what I need to hear. And I'm like, yep. I don't know what I said. Uh. And that's because it was the Holy Spirit. Like yes. that's so 
I don't think the you cannot pour from an empty cup is real. Mm. I think that that's something that our society has kind of twisted um, because we are a very like me based society. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like when we are operating within Christ and what he has for us, like he he knows what we're capable of, but Mm -hmm. he also knows what he needs us for. And so he, he can keep carrying us and he can use us and work through us, even if we feel tired and depleted and we are operating from a place of rest, Mm -hmm. which he talks about in Matthew 11. Nice. Good one. I remember there was this one quote from, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, he's a psychologist, and I just love this because with because I, I have a bachelor's in psychology and I, I use it every day. Oh, That's God. a lie. But <laughs> I, I haven't used it once. Only when he comes over here, he's yeah. like, you're yeah. like a kook. Pretend that I know what I'm talking about. But uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson had this example of child rearing, of how to raise a child with their development of their language. And I think it's kind of how God works with us, how we grow is... He, when you communicate with your child, when you're raising a kid, you don't just talk with them at the same level of language. Always, you're constantly throwing new words at them and you're constantly mm-hmm. challenging them with slightly more advanced vocabulary so they can ask, what does this mean? Or they'll just start to use it. Like I remember when I was eight and I learned what like vernacular meant. And I, was, I, I, had, I had no idea what it actually was. I was just throwing it around. I was like, dude... Today was such a vernacular day at school, and my mom was like, what did you just say? And so I was learning these words, and it is, it's just more than what we can handle at that day, but it is enough that we can take it and grow with it. So he'll, he'll throw these different challenges at us. God will give us different things to do where it is a growing opportunity. It's something new that we haven't experienced, and from that we can, you know, we can obviously develop. And I think with with loving people. See how I tied it back there again? Look at you. <laughs> really good. He might be a pastor when he grows up. Nah. Nah. But when you love people well, it isn't always easy, but you, you take those experiences and you, you, know, you just add them to your belt. And it's like, I've got this experience. I've got this experience. And mm-hmm. so now you can pull from that when you are sharing your testimony with somebody or something like that. I, I think when you're, when you're like so uh, inwardly focused, you... You don't. You don't even know what you don't even know what you're talking about because you're you're like you you have an idea of what love is mm-hmm. and it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Because really, to feel love, I have to almost like give it out. Mm-hmm. So if I'm patient with you, then I have this feeling of oh wait a minute, I was patient with this person and something. That's that's the thing about God. You can't like hold on to him. You can't <laughs> say okay, this is what love looks like Mm -hmm. it's just part of love is patient oh that's what love is and it's not like and love is kind okay so this feeling that i have in my chest is like that's love Mm -hmm. yeah it's this expansion in my chest and so uh i've told this before Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, i'll feel like very loving to Joyce and I'll I'll walk up to her and said, I I've got this feeling in my chest. I'm not sure what it was. I could be love and I'll <laughs> hug her and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's all out now. But, <laughs> but, it's all out. Thank God I got rid of it. Okay. Did you receive it? And, <laughs> but but it's it's love is an action word, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they say? It's like yeah. it's a verb. 
Hmm. That's yeah. the only thing I remember out of school. Good job. What's yeah. a, what's a verb? Verb is an action word, action. right? Yes. Yeah. And so if someone were to love you, Jess, what, what would it be that what, like what really touches you when someone? Mm. I'm acts of service. Also oh, like love languages. Yeah, yeah. love languages. Okay. So when someone does something for me, mm. it doesn't have to be, but like JD knows this. I mm-hmm. mean, if I come home and the dishes are totally emptied out of the sink, That's I'm the like, best. hey, baby. But like <laughs> if I come home and he like says something nice to me, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, thank you. Uh, there's so many dishes in this. Like I, I'll give Joyce for the first three years. I'd give her a gift every time I got a paycheck. She's yeah. like, "Oh, okay, that's really nice." Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, "You're gonna get it? That that's not my. That's not the yeah. love language. <laughs> yeah. One day you'll get it, Chris. Yeah. Explain love languages. Okay, so quick. there's five love languages. So there's acts of service, words of encouragement, uh, physical touch. Help me. Gifts. Um, gifts. Yep, gifts and. Oh, I quality see. time. Quality time. Good job. So most Bachelor's people. In psychology. Yep. Good job. Way to put that to you there. That's the best, um, most expensive line you said. All yeah. The time. <laughs> most people have a top, and then they have a secondary. Okay. Um, some people, mm-hmm. myself included, have like a top, and then the the second one is also the top. Yeah. So I'm I, glad as well. Yes, I'm acts of service. Acts of service. So <laughs> that was. When, when J.D. and I first got married and we did all of the, the quizzes yep. and whatever, it was like, okay, so he's words of affirmation and physical touch, which I think every man on, on the planet yep. is... Uh, yeah, that's me. Yep. That's, okay. that's, yeah. Yep. Keep coming. And, <laughs> that's right. And uh, I am really good at like acts of service towards him, and mm-hmm. he's really good at like words of affirmation and physical touch. And I'm like, stop touching me. We have yeah. to clean up the kitchen. Like, so, <laughs> you really are crazy about the dishes. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's their top, top thing. Well, yeah. thanks for bringing like, that that's up. That's why you like Joyce. It's so clean. Uh, yeah. But, but she's, does she's, the accent. She serves yes, you. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, that sounds, she has such a sweet servant's heart. Mm. I know. That's yes. why I like her too. Cause yeah. I don't have to do anything <laughs> yeah. around this house. But so that's been for us. And I think most couples, it's like when you first get married, you're constantly trying to serve the other person yeah. mm-hmm. in the, the way in which you want to be yeah. served. And it ah. takes a lot of years to yes. finally get to a point where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. so acts of service is not doing it for you. Right. So I will try saying kind things. And then all of a sudden he's like, Okay, I'll yeah. go. I'll go like, do those finally. acts of service. Exactly. Yes. Finally. Yes. Yeah, it's what about you? What, what are my love languages? Yeah. Uh, I think physical touch, words of affirmation, maybe quality time is probably yeah. up there. I'm as not well. gonna hug you. I don't want it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's that is. I think everybody with loving well. That's. I'm glad you brought that up because everybody does have different ways, and they'll be subtle, and you won't really realize it. Like there are some people where they just do not hug me. Please don't touch me. That's me. Yeah. So okay, there we go. And I get hugged all the time. Is, yeah. Well, because when you're in that job where you're helping people, it's like, oh, thank you so much. And you're just like, ha, ah, my gosh, Yay. don't touch me. I hate it. Really? I hate when people hug me. I hate. I'm it. gonna keep this in mind. So if you ever really just want to tick Ooh. Chris well, off, well, they well they the men do it all the time. They come up and they're like, I know you hate this, so I'm gonna hug you. I'm yeah. like, you don't reciprocate. You just keep your hands at your side. I, like, I tighten up. I lock <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah, well, everybody has the different love languages for Chris. He hates physical touch. Okay, but so, so yours is physical touch. Physical touch, quality words. time, words of affirmation. All right, that's just weird when you do that. Stop it. <laughs> you mean weird? Don't touch me. What are yours? Uh, 
I, I think same, words, words of, of affirmation, affirmation, physical touch, and probably gifts. Because I'm, okay. I'm always, I'm always, I'm always blowing smoke up at people's skirt. That's one. Because yeah, I, because I like it. Do you have a mm-hmm. skirt on? I don't. That was just him saving from swearing. Oh, I think. Oh, good yes. job, thanks. Yes, it was. He did it. I, I can tell. And uh, like Joyce, she's like, I don't want jewelry. I'm like, mm. I'll buy it for you. I'll buy anything for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I wanted. There's another book called His Needs, Her Needs. I, mm. I don't know how mm. we got to marriage, but it's my Sorry. favorite. My favorite book on marriage and. It's basically the same thing, and it it actually changed our marriages when I was going when we were going through the switch, mm-hmm. and they have you take this test, and usually the there's twenty different things, and the men's are these ten, and women's are these ten. Mm, okay, and so what ends up happening is like um, I'm not going to say mine because I'm still struggling with it because it's pretty <laughs> superficial. Yes, one of them is uh, a good looking woman, a okay. good looking person. I love a good looking. I, I, that's why I married Joyce. She's mm-hmm. adorable. She's cute. Nice. I mean, I, I, but it's important to me. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it, for whatever reason. I don't care. We can live in squalor. I don't have to worry about that because she's a clean freak. But mm-hmm. yes. but it, if when she looks nice, I'm like, you're doing that for me. You're doing mm-hmm. that. And so, but the other persons could be. Um, well, obviously, she doesn't have that. <laughs> 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 Maybe back in the but day, but things change. All, all that to say is that usually, <laughs> <laughs> usually, the, what your strengths are is what you kind of do for your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like that's really not doing it. So right. what you have to do is you have to find out what's important for them, mm-hmm. and you do those. Yeah, and mine's are active. I mean, I really, I, I like, I, I just love. I mean, I'm spend whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Just, just I like when you look nice. It, mm-hmm. it's probably Can an I ego your thing. card. <laughs> Not uh, you. That's what I and got people, out of and that. And people will say, "You should be ashamed of yourself. You're fat slob, you know." And uh, so, but it's it's learning what the other person, and that's what yes. love is. Mm-hmm. Love is saying, "I'm going to figure out what it is that ministers to your heart." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the other end of it, as I, you know, I God gives me this feeling of fulfillment. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that the right word? Yeah. So that's purpose. Good. Anyway, yeah. how far were you? Are we pretty there? We're pretty there. Yeah. Anything you want to wrap up? Anything you want to wrap up? You want to plug anything? Maybe yeah. you got anything going on? Group launch. Group launch for Bee Ridge campus is oh. happening February 4th and 11th. So okay. yeah, if those two you weeks. are needing community, oh. it's a great time to come in and meet small group leaders. Oh. And we have, literally every type of group happening nice this semester i'm so excited and, Let's go. and pretty much you can join anyone and mo- yeah. a lot of them you can you, if you don't sign up the first day you can't get in that's not true correct yeah we'll have signups have already started because people know they're coming mm-hmm. um and they will keep coming and we yeah. still have people let's see so february march we'll have people halfway through march that are joining because they just came down. Sure. So we've got snowbirds trickling in. Mm. How about you, Will? Anything? No, this is good. I'm so glad that you came on. Yeah, this thank you. This is awesome having did guests Did we accomplish on. our goal? I think we did. We accomplished we what it is to love well. Love. It's yeah. a lot of self-sacrifice, I think, is what yeah. kind of boils down to. It's good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you. 
We are always going to be doing this. Sorry, we missed last week's episode because somebody broke the equipment. <clears throat> somebody had to buy it. It wasn't me. <laughs> I had to buy the new equipment. You're oh, right. Thank yes. you for being a servant <laughs> in that aspect, Chris, and oh, loving well in that really, regard. And it's really funny because money doesn't really matter to me. I mean, it does, but it, it's just like I'm like... Well, wow, wow. Never, what a position you're in, Chris. I, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't have any. That's why I don't have any. Okay, I keep got it. All away. I thought these looked really fancy and new. They are fancy. They are fancy. They are fancy. They are fancy. Yeah. But it, but, it does, but that's not important to me. This, I'd rather, I'd spend everything we have as long as we could have this. Quality Boom. time. Boom. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. There you go. So that's on your list. You it didn't is. say that before. Well, <laughs> I forgot. Well. Okay. So the one thing then that is important with all the things we said, because we went on marriage tangent, is that like these these five love languages work for friendship. Mm -hmm. They work for coworkers, your kids. There actually are books for like all of those Mm -hmm. for friendships and for your children. So um, who wrote that book, Doctor Cloud Henry Cloud? Yes. Good job. Love languages. Love languages. Pick it up. Yeah. Put in the link in the description. It. Will help you love well. That's help, awesome. Help Jeff Bezo get more money. Right. right. Buy it off Amazon. We'll put the link in the description. There <laughs> oh, you go. Golly. <laughs> hey, right. we'll see you next week. Peace. Hi.